Sanchez, and welcome to the MPP Podcast, the biological technology show where size matters. We believe the secrets to solving some of the biggest development challenges in the world can be found in some of the smallest naturally occurring technologies. In the age of COVID-19, the importance and the incredible power of vaccines needs no exaggeration. It is one of humanity's greatest achievements to fight and beat viruses and diseases. But did you know that the same thing is happening in plants? that we are able to learn from viruses to make plants stronger and more resilient. This week, we're learning about a micro that is a vaccine and how this type of technology is reshaping the natural world. Joining me today are Laura Ramakers and Estelle Moreau. Laura is a global biocontrol portfolio lead at MPP based in Belgium. And Estelle is technical leader for biocontrol at MPP based in St. Malo, France. Welcome, both of you. Today, we're looking at the micropower vaccine plant, preventative treatment that uses active biological compounds to stimulate the natural defense mechanisms in food and non-food crops. So I'd love to hear, Estelle, what's the history of vaccine plant? Yeah, actually, vaccine plant has quite a long story. Um, it was initially developed by a French company named Goemar. Um, that was formed in 1971, that is now part of UPL. And when Goemar was created uh, 50 years ago, um, it was based on the key idea that the plants were able to uh, defend themselves against different kinds of pathogens. So um, uh, the company uh, for the biocontrol part has worked with a long-term collaboration with a research center. And thanks to this long-term collaboration, Goema was able to develop the first vaccine that was ever registered in Europe. And, and what's quite remarkable as well on, on this story with Vaxiplant, it was actually one of the pioneers in biocontrol, one of the first products ever introduced in Europe, in the world, um, that had a was a biological, a seaweed, a purified seaweed extract. And um, even um, despite being a pioneer, it was even uh, introduced on row crops. Uh, that's even a market where even today it's, it's still challenging for biocontrol products. So uh, in that sense, also uh, this uh, vaccine plant, it was really quite a pioneer already 20 years ago. We have continued to develop this product and we have we continue every day to identify new crop, new diseases, new way of application. So it's really a product which may um, for which we always continue to learn. And that's that's why Lara and myself we like this product so much. That's right. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So tell me a little bit more. How how does vaccine plant work? Yeah, identify the inactive to be used as a biofungicide. The name of this active is laminarin. So laminarin is a sugar that we extract from a natural compound, a seaweed that is present in the Northern Atlantic Ocean. And this laminarin will be then formulated into the product that we call vaxiplant. So the mode of action is quite complex um, and the detail can be found in different scientific publications. But to simplify, so vaxiplant is a biofungicide that will act like a vaccine. Um, indeed, plants like humans have a human, uh, have a human system that will enable them to fight against diseases. 
These processes are quite common in the plant kingdom, which make vaccine plants a very interesting product for plant protection in agriculture. And one important point is that as vaccine plant, we protect the plant through a kind of vaccine effect. It's like for human, you need to apply vaccine plant preventatively, which means you need to apply before the disease uh, appear in the plant. And so the plants react a bit faster than human. We consider that plants need two to three days to be fully activated. Um, and then as a result, when the disease really will happen, uh, you know, will occur, the plant will be ready and the disease will not be able to develop in the plant. And, and on top of that, Estelle, what I find very interesting with vaccine plants is that lately and only in the last two to three years, uh, when we are, as you said, we are discovering more and more, we also see uh, next to um, the biofungicide effect of vaccine plant, which is the main effect, we also start seeing some secondary effects of the product as a biostimulant. This was first reported in Florida. Uh, on tomatoes, where even in absence of disease, growers could see a better yield and a bigger, healthier plants. And also in Brazil uh, last year, the Brazilian team discovered that actually vaccine plant was able to uh, prolong the, uh, um, the storage of lettuce, for example. So when it was uh, sprayed close to harvest, the lettuce was kept fresh longer. And those are all uh, huge benefits for a farmer. But in reality, vaccine plant, what vaccine plant do, it will be recognized by the plant as um, if there was an attack occurring. And so the plant will activate a lot of different things. And we call that different biochemical pathway, which will lead to um, modification of the genes. So it's really a deep down effect. A lot of different uh, actions have to occur. And we know that the genes that will be activated by Lamlari will be linked to crop protection, but also some of them will be linked to more biostimulant effects. But as a lot of other biofungicide products, we don't have only one mode of action. We have also secondary mode of actions, and as Lara said, some effects on biostimulant activity. And that's a nice example because this is often the case for biosolutions. Um, we tend to know from conventional chemistry, we tend to classify a product as either a fungicide or an insecticide or a herbicide. But in biologics, it's so different. Um, we see it's more a rule than an exception. Many AIs, uh, many biological AIs have different roles. So we, we have so many examples and Vaxiplant is a good one. And so, you know, as a farmer looks at vaccine plant as a toolkit for them for uh, growing their crops successfully. How do you place this particular technology with them? How do you uh, position this as one of the important tools that they should be using? Yes, yeah, so uh, first of all, it's important to say that vaccine plant should always, as many products, as all products, have to be placed in a, in a wise way in a program. And there in, in a program, Vaxiplant can really show its added value because by using Vaxiplant and either replacing some of the conventional pro product sprays or by uh, adding it to conventional product sprays, we can decrease the overall residue 
um, uh, concent concentration, but also the overall number of residues of the program. And that's in the end very important and becoming more and more important uh, for the farmer, for the consumer, for the whole uh, food chain, uh, right? So also for, for sustain improving sustainability in this way. Um, apart from that, uh, there are many other benefits, right? So uh, the pre-harvest interval is zero days, so it's very flexible. Um, there is no re-entry interval. It means you can, for example, in greenhouses, you can spray the product and just, you know, you don't have to exit your greenhouse for not even a minute. That's very important, for example, for the rose business in Kenya or for uh, vegetables uh, or strawberries, for example, that are uh, picked uh, continuously. Um, Another benefit, for example, is that uh, Vaxiplant is very compatible with other products, so mixing it is, is never a problem. Uh, it also has no secondary effects on microbials uh, that are often used uh, also in, in bio, in, in, as a biocontrol product and as an essential part of the program. Uh, that's also very important. So it, it has so many benefits. On top of it, if you tank mix it with a conventional, um, you can also increase the efficacy. So it's often positioned in, in, um, uh, in timings where disease pressure is lower and then it can be applied on its own in order to decrease then the overall residual levels and the number of residues of the program. But in high disease pressure periods, when it's added to the conventional, you can really increase your efficacy. A good example is powdery mildew on strawberry in the Netherlands, where uh, thanks to this uh, strategy, farmers are able to increase their efficacy levels by 30 to 40%. And those, we are speaking very high uh, powdery mildew uh, disease pressures in, in greenhouses and tunnels, et cetera. And so, you know, now, Vaxiplant is in the market and, and you're developing uses. Laura, I was wondering if you could expand on some of the success stories or some of the, the great uses that you've seen of Vaxiplant for farmers. I think a first good example to mention is the use of Vaxiplant in a program together with sulfur on grapes, uh, mostly for control of powdery mildew in South Europe. Even we are now extending to other diseases, but that's where the first initial success story was, where um, in a program with sulfur and vaxiplant, um, there was, on, and this, this is mostly on table grapes, uh, farmers were actually able to use a fully organic program. Um, another very good example on a very different crop is the use of uh, vaxiplant in, in the country there called Iodis on cereals in the UK. So if you apply vaxiplant early on, uh, on, on wheat, for control of septoria and often together with contact products, uh, you can really achieve also a better uh, efficacy level um, in cereals for control of septoria. Uh, next to that, we have uh, many examples. The one I mentioned already on strawberry is a good one from the Netherlands. Uh, we also see uh, increasing successes in, uh, for example, in the US on tomato in Florida, uh, where I also mentioned that even in absence of disease, farmers see an added value um, because of an increased yield um, on their tomato uh, fields. Also, we see other good examples on bacterial diseases um, on perennial crops. Uh, we see a very good fit of vaxiplant together with copper 
or in different sprays, where Vaxiplan is actually as efficient as copper. And that's quite remarkable, right? So this is, for example, on, on, on citrus. Um, th this is a, also a, a success story we are seeing, eh, right? So Vaxiplan, uh, copper, and then even uh, adding uh, my microbials, so bacillus-based uh, products that we are also developing. And together, that one program can actually have quite a good control of bacterial diseases on perennial crops. Mm. Indeed, that, that's one of the strain of vaccine plant. Thanks to this mode of action, which is acting, you know, we are using the plant, the defense fraction of the plant against the pathogen. So it means that potentially we have quite a broad spectrum with this product. What Estelle is saying is important because also because of this indirect effect and no direct effect on a fungus, there is really no risk of any resistance development to vaxiplant, to the AI itself. And that's also, uh, of course, very important. Yeah, I was wondering, you know, was the we learn more about vaxiplant, what your experience has been talking to farmers who have used it and, and perhaps participated in uncovering some of the benefits that we're seeing now from vaxiplant in the field. Yes, so uh, the, the biostimulant effect was really discovered by farmers. And the first uh, uh, report we got was from, as I said, from tomato in Florida. Uh, recently, we've also had some uh, very nice stories from uh, on grapes from uh, California, where we also saw uh, stimulating effects on, on the bunches of table grapes. Yeah, it made me think that we forgot to mention a very important point. Uh, Vaxiplant is indeed, indeed uh, registered to be used in organic farming in EU. That, but I think that a very important point also showing how this product has a very good uh, profile for the environment and how much it can bring to the farmer. So we have indeed an EcoCert label and we are working also on getting an OMRI label, which is another organic certification that's more, I would say, globally recognized, um, which we will get with the new formulation we are developing. It's great to hear. Thank you to Laura and Estelle for a wonderful introduction to Vaxiplant, the small technology that's making a big difference for crop resilience and plant health, as well as increasing yields. So again, this is just one example of where the planet is helping the planet, but you can learn more about MPP's work with MicroPower and Macro Impact at www.mpp.ag. Thank you.